0: Welcome to Still Becoming, a podcast about how it's never too late to become more free, more yourself, or try something new. I'm Monica De Cristina, a wife, mother, and practicing psychotherapist. Through my own struggles with my anxiety years ago that led to my professional work as a therapist now, I am fascinated by the process of how we become who we are. We will explore the topics of becoming, of unbecoming and overcoming through interviews, unpacking mental health topics, and stories. You are not designed to stay the same. Your story is still being written. We are all still becoming. You're listening to a still becoming mental health check-in episode. And we're doing another one of these this month, and it's all about why it's never too late to follow a dream. It's never too late to follow an idea or to just try something new, whether it is trusting yourself, setting a new boundary, or pursuing an idea that you've left on the shelf. One of the biggest topics that comes up over and over again in the therapy room is that of wishing, wanting to do something that you never did. Regret. And I think this is a feeling that almost all of us can relate to. And it is a feeling, I believe, very much fueled by our faster, younger, quicker society. That there is this idea that you have to do something at a very young age and on a very large scale for it to matter. But let me be one more voice in your life, even for just these few moments, to remind you what you probably already know. That's not true. Who you are, what you're doing, the circle of impact you are having matters. If your circle of impact is one person, If your circle of impact is five people, those people are deeply impacted by how you show up in the world and all the ripples that you make that come into their life and flow over their own experience of life. So let's unpack this idea a little bit together. I will say for me personally, I waited way too long to put my work out in the world in this way. I hid in many ways. Why did I hide? Well, because I was scared. Because I thought I didn't have anything to share. Because I thought it had all been done before. Maybe you can relate to some of that. Sometimes we hide for very different reasons. Sometimes we're not hiding at all, but we've been mired in struggle and in really difficult things that have happened over and over again. And now there's finally space for us to heal and do something new. I don't know what it is for you, but I want us to explore this topic together. And I want us to think about the idea of still, there's still time. There's still daylight. If you're listening to this episode, your story is still being written. So let's dive in. As we begin this short episode, I want to start with some disclaimers. And if we are friends on this podcast, you know by now that I am a big fan of disclaimers. And why is that? Here's a disclaimer about my disclaimers. The reality is, is that I cannot know your story I cannot know everything you have faced or been through. And the more important reality is that your story matters so much more than my words. And so I really think it's important to always, when I'm teaching something, when I'm not just saying my own experience or interviewing someone else, when I'm teaching anything to include disclaimers that there's no way I'm going to address everything And that I am teaching from um, a position that does have a lot of privileges, and it's important for me to acknowledge that as well. So disclaimers aside, let's dive into this idea. I want to start with some good news, that what if the whole idea of it being too late, or perhaps you being too old, or you having missed the boat, is just a social construct. Now, what is a social construct? A social construct is an idea that has been created and accepted by the people in a society. Social constructs develop within a society or a group. They do not represent objective reality, but instead are meaningful only because people within the society or group accept that they have meaning. Simply put, social constructs do not have inherent meaning. Meaning. So, this is from a couple different dictionaries where I looked up what is a social construct. Social constructs do not have inherent meaning. And so, if this just feels like word salad at this point, I get it. I've said social construct like eight times. But the idea of it being too late to do something is something that we have created, and that there are many other societies and societies throughout history that do not believe that. There are a lot of layers to the idea, to the social construct of it being too late to do something. The point is that the idea of it being too late or you being too old are all imaginary. They don't actually exist on their own. There's something that society has put upon you, and it's something therefore that we can disagree with. For example, If you're listening now, you would probably disagree with the social construct that having wealth makes a person more valuable. You might shake your head and say, that's ridiculous. Yet we all fall subject to social constructs that impact our sense of freedom in our lives, whether it's our body image, our relationship status, or our age. And we, um, all know that society at large is inherently full of so many evils that makes these social constructs not trustable. And I think the idea of it being too late to do something is another one of those social constructs we don't want to listen to. It's never too late to go back to school or to pursue a dream of any kind. Now, I know that there's a lot of privilege in that. And so the reality is that it may not be possible to follow your dream exactly in the way that you want it to. And it's important to acknowledge that I'm teaching from a place of privilege. But you might have believed something was not in reach for you or you were too old. The good news is that beliefs can be chosen and therefore unlearned. Our beliefs about ourselves about our worthiness to try something, about trying something again, about learning to set new boundaries or learning a new skill are not inherent. They're taught, caught, or chosen. And so right now we can choose a new belief that's more congruent with who we are and who we are becoming. So what I thought would be helpful is to break this down into some simple steps to deconstruct our old ways of thinking about our timeline, about our lives, about it being too late, about us not counting and how to replace these inaccurate beliefs with more accurate ones. The first one I want to start with is that there is no age limit on making an impact. I am a woman settling into middle age and I am experientially understanding more and more how youth obsessed our culture is. I always knew it was there, so I'm certainly not surprised, and I'm sure you're not surprised either, but it's a new level of understanding to feel the obsession with youth when you're no longer, quote unquote, young, and to start the journey of owning your worth at any and every age. So you may not identify with being middle-aged, but you may identify with feeling too young. You may identify with feeling too old. You may identify with being in a very stressful season, perhaps of parenthood, where you don't feel like you have a lot of options or choices, or you are in a season of financial struggle and hardship. Either way, this idea of age limit on making an impact comes for us. I work with a lot of young people who often feel like a failure, and this isn't sharing anything personal about anybody. But the reasons range anywhere from not being successful enough because they haven't, say, started um, a nonprofit by the age of twenty two um, or their emergence into adulthood isn't marked by hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. So no matter your age, even young people who are quote unquote young are feeling an incredible amount of pressure that they're that they they're too late. And this is all just a really um, exaggerated lie that is a social construct. And there's also a myth that the impact not only needs to be made when someone is young, but it needs to be public and large to actually matter. And so by that logic, most of us and most of the people who have impacted us most would not be counted as quote unquote successful. Think about that. If I were to list... People who have impacted my life the most. They're not well known people. And yet, my life would never be the same without them. These myths paralyze us. We know it isn't true. Youth holds that youth holds the only chapters where we can do things that we dream of. But we still might succumb to this false way of thinking. But there is no age limit on making an impact. There is no size limit on making an impact. You are making an impact right now on whoever is around you. So having more years under your belt actually can create an incredible advantage in perspective, in wisdom, in adaptability, in gratitude. All these years later, I'm really glad that I didn't put my work out into the world when I first thought of it about a decade ago because I think... It wouldn't be what it is now. I think it's better that I learned and I have the wisdom and years and experience under my belt. So, what's another way to deconstruct this old social construct way of thinking? That it's too late for you. Another way is to surround yourself with the voices of people you admire. And this is in this day and age, so much more accessible because of technology. It's a double-edged sword that we sometimes believe that mentors have to be people that we know. They have to be someone that we're close to and this can be really limiting. I for one, have always wanted a mentor. It's something that my husband and I, you know, it became a joke when we were probably in our early 20s after we met in college. We never had mentors. And we always we were the kind of people that wanted one. I thought, that sounds nice. Oh, a mentor. Never had one. But the truth is that you can choose anyone as your quote-unquote mentor, anyone you admire, whether it's an author, a speaker, a podcaster, the list goes on and on. So say you want to go back to school. Find someone who went back to school. Say you want to do something brave, like a new dream. Or a new project out in the world. Find someone who did that. Say you want to make an impact in social justice work. Find someone who's doing that. Research and find everything you can about what they have to say. Reading their story will inspire you. And for extra credit, what we can do is flip the script and imagine how your story one day will inspire someone else. Remember, you don't have to be famous to make an impact, but your brave steps, whatever it is, whether it is stopping an addiction, whether it is learning to cope with your anxiety, whether it is going back to school, whether it is running a marathon, it will undoubtedly impact others watching that are looking for someone to help them feel brave. Another way to deconstruct these old ways of thinking is to ask yourself this question, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? This is a question I often ask my children when they're up against a big task, something overwhelming, or I'm encouraging them to take ownership of something or to take a risk. I ask them, and now I also ask myself, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel about your work, about yourself, and your effort at the end of this or at the end of this day? This takes the question out of performance mode and more into the heart and soul. This takes the question out of the outcome and more into self-ownership and pride. The answer is usually pretty simple. When I ask my kids, it's, I, I want to feel proud of myself, like I tried my best. And this allows us to stop contemplating how the outcome of our efforts will look And start thinking about how we'll experience the impact of our choices. So, I know this is getting into what might feel like a self help speaker. And we know each other long enough to know that is not what I am. I am speaking from a place of um, going through this myself. But a big, big freeing thing is to ask ourselves how do we want to feel? You know what my favorite part of this too is, is that it makes us think less about the quote unquote they, what they will think and how it will look to them. Instead, it helps us listen closely to how we want to feel. That's the most important information to listen to. So if you're considering something, try it out. Maybe you won't like this question. Maybe you will. But trying out, how do I want to feel about this? How do I want to feel about myself? Do I want to feel like I went for it? Yeah, that would feel good. Do I want to feel like I owned my sacred space, as Brene Brown says? Yeah, that would feel really, really good. The last thing about deconstructing this idea of this social construct that it's too late is that your story isn't over yet. Imagine this with me, okay? Imagine you're reading your favorite novel It can be one from when you were a child or one that you've read as an adult and you're engrossed in the story. You're following along and then abruptly the chapters stop. You find yourself flipping through and wondering, where is the rest of my favorite story? What happened? You just left without chapters, you know, 20 through 25. Where are they? Or imagine another scenario. Think about how it feels when you finish that favorite book or favorite TV show and you want to read more or watch more about it. You want to know more about the characters. They're so alive to you. You're so invested. You just want their story to continue. You just want to see what's next. We never think when it comes to engaging with the characters in our favorite stories that it's too late for them to grow or to progress or to change. We never think that. Now instead, we curiously watch for what will come next. We're just engrossed in the story and we lovingly cheer on our favorite characters and storylines. Now you and I and all of us are a beautiful story, a beautiful one with hard and happy parts. And if you're still here, then the story isn't over yet. What will be your next chapters? What will be your dream? What will be the small change that is so significant in your life that it changes everything else? What will be the big no you say? What will be the big yes? You are bravely writing the next chapters that you and others will be watching and will be so glad to read. So as we wrap up this short episode, that was much more like motivational speaker than I think I've ever gotten into before. Let me know what you think about that. As we wrap up, I would like us just to think about what it is for you. What is the thing? Is it something relationally? Is it something personal and health wise? Is it an idea or dream? Is it simply taking better care of yourself and saying no to people that are taking advantage of you? Is it following an idea? Is it going back to school? I don't know what it is for you. What I do know with my disclaimers I said before, I don't know all the obstacles you have faced. I am sure they are valid, but I want to be one voice to also say, If one of those obstacles has been the lie that it's too late and you're too old and it's too small and you don't matter, that is not true. You are making an impact right now where you are. The size, the age, they don't matter. The greatest impact of people in my life, and I would imagine your life too, are not going to be written down in a book, but they made a huge impact in my life all the same. Finally, in the spirit of this episode, I want to share with you some exciting news. I just put out a little gift book called Postcards from Adulthood. And this is all about little thoughts, longer thoughts about what I would tell a younger version of myself as a therapist, some of the things I think about that are helpful for us to know. And then at the end of the book, there's a little blank part, almost like a journal for you to write your own postcards from adulthood it's available on Amazon it's available on my link tree on Instagram and I will put it on my website too and if you would like to participate in the campaign around this book if you would like a postcard so that you can mail in your own postcard from adulthood and share in this collective wisdom because I would love to know what you would tell your younger self shoot me an email monica at monicadechristina.com with your address, and I will mail you a stamped postcard from adulthood that you can return and that we can share. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit monicadechristina.com where you can sign up for my regular newsletter, or follow along on Instagram. You can find me at monica de cristina. Please rate, review and subscribe to Still Becoming wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what you heard here today. This episode was edited and sound designed by the team at Sound On Studios. You can find out more about their work at soundonsoundoff.com.